I like what Tony had to say in the postgame show. BYU play, made winning plays early in this game. Mm-hmm. Late, they made losing plays. Yep. That throw from Zach Wilson, that's indefensible. Like right. that, that interception, you can't defend that because it was an awful throw. It's returned all the way to what? The two or the one yard line. Uh, Toledo proceeds to punch it in for a touchdown from there. And to just make things worse, Zach Wilson makes the tackle on that play and appears to have suffered a significant injury to his throwing hand, which is going to keep him out for extended time. A bye week comes now, but BYU, is, it looks like they are down their starting running back for the season, and Zach Wilson, their starting quarterback, looks like he's out for an extended period of time. The bye week, it comes at a decent time where now you can have some extra time to work with Jaron Hall and Emmanuel Asupa to get them up to speed as the starting mm-hmm. tandem in your backfield. But this loss, Adrian, this is another loss that makes you just kind of shake your head and just wonder what is going on at BYU. Like it's it's it, it, it's one of those losses that you can't you can't explain by looking at any one thing. But they absolutely shot themselves in the foot multiple times in this game, and it's just it's two MAC losses in two seasons for Kalani Satake. It's not a good look. It's not, but I think it's important to remember that I don't. Well, it's important to remember if you agree with me that I don't believe that they should be held to a top tier P five standard. Now their goal, I, the top I of think, the G five though, and th- yeah, and this is what Tony and Austin have talked a lot about is that they should be held to a G five, premier G five program standard. Right now, Toledo's a really good G five team, and BYU lost them. So yes, not a good look because they are trying to put themselves into a top tier G five. In my opinion, I don't think they should be aiming for P5 level. And they so they went 2-2 two and two against the P5 in their opening four. That's great. But this is the part of the season I think that we were going to learn a lot about what BYU had to say and what kind of program they were. They lose to a team that is a good Toledo team. Not, not an amazing Toledo team, but it does make you nervous heading down to the rest of the, this, quote, G5 part of their schedule, right? Yeah, because the, they've got Boise State and Utah State still on the schedule. Okay, so and USF's mm-hmm. not very good, but you're flying all the way across the country. Yes, this was hard enough flying to the middle of the country. BYU's never won in Florida, literally ever. Did they win the fight? Okay, well that's arguable, but they've never won games. A game. Sorry, my bad. Sorry, <laughs> they've never. Did they win the brawl? That's the question. <laughs> that's a great. Wasn't question. that in Florida? It was in Florida, yeah. Miami okay. Beach yeah. Bowl. Yeah. They've never won a football game in the state of Florida. Ever. You, you can't, yeah, ever in their football How history. How many have they played? They, Do you know? I'd have to look at that. It's not It's not a ton. It's not a huge sample size. But enough. That, but they've played at Florida State. They've mm. played at Miami. They've played multiple games in that state at UCF. They've never won a game in the state of Florida. And you're right. Traveling cross-country with a brand-new starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, USA, You're right about the bye week, though. It does help. It, comes, it, comes, it does help, but it comes at a, a rough time. Here's the thing that's bigger concern for me, Adrian, is on the defensive side of the ball. BYU, a lot of people this week were saying, you know what, BYU, they've struggled in rush defense, but they've been playing against some, they played against four Power Five teams. We'll see if they're able to uh, get that turned around. And I, I won't lie, I'm one of those guys that thought, okay, they're coming off a tough slate here. They should be able to bottle up a, a potent rushing attack because they've played, in theory, better talent in the first four weeks of the mm-hmm. season. Well, what does Toledo proceed to do? They shove it down your throat 56 times, 242 yards, an average of 4.3 yards per carry. And they knew that was going to be Toledo's game plan. Uh-huh. And they still— Sure, they didn't keep. They didn't let a guy go off for 242 like he did last yes. week. But giving up 242 yards on the ground, 56 carries, that's just grinding you down. Absolutely. And— 
BYU went to that three-man front against Toledo that absolutely got them gashed time and time again. Mm-hmm. I'm really questioning some of the defensive play calling in this game. Because when BYU had that four-man front in this game, I thought they played relatively well against the run. All of a sudden, they said, you know what? We can bottle this up with just a three-man rush. No, you can't. Because mm-hmm. you just got gashed for almost 250 yards on the ground. BYU's rush defense numbers are still going to remain in the 100s after this game. They are absolutely abysmal against the run right now, mm-hmm. and every team remaining on their schedule should look at BYU and say, you know what, guys, we're going to have a good day running the ball because BYU can't stop anybody running the ball. And if you can't stop anybody running the ball, well, guess what? Mitchell Guadini, 17-28 for 206 yards passing. Just like a, not a ton of attempts. They just yeah. they let the running game take it, and then he threw the ball. You know, he almost went 50%. On and it made day. it made real easy for him because yeah. all he has to do is just sling it out there because the guys are, are open. Mm-hmm. It, this loss, this is a critical, critical loss for BYU. It's a tough one. Because also in this game, BYU comparative on the rushing side of things, on their offense, only 101 yards rushing. They missed Tyson They missed sure. Tyson, but Colorado State a week ago went for 289 yards. Yeah, We're talking about Colorado State, a team that's coming in to face Utah State tonight in Logan. We'll get to that game here in a little bit. But Colorado State averaged 8 yards per carry on this, on this Toledo, Toledo defense. BYU can only rush for 101 mm-hmm. yards. It leaves me just scratching my head in many different facets for BYU right now. And is Tyson that much better? Obviously, it looks like he is. For one game yeah. sample size, mm-hmm. it looks like he's a critical, critical loss. Granted, in this Although game, Although Suka though, did average five and a half or exactly. five yards a carry. And only 12 carries. And only got 12 touches. So. And Lopini Katoa, four for 27, averaging 6.8 yards per carry. So you probably, in hindsight, it's always 2020. We'll all kind of look back yeah. at this. You're probably thinking, okay, 26 attempts rushing on the day, probably not our best game plan. Maybe we and maybe have. they thought they were throwing the ball well. They did well, have, you know, tw- three, uh, 25 catches yes. across the board for BYU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aleva Hifo had a really nice game. The uh, 75 yard uh, yeah, bomb to start the second. 111 round. yards, but you know that's skewed obviously by 75 yard touchdown. But you still earned that touchdown, so uh, good for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had two touchdowns on the day as well. So. Hefo had a nice game. Maybe they thought they're making it. They were rolling. Didn't see Bushman a lot in this in the latter part of the game. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. Seems to be something that is a recurring theme for BYU. So they find him early. The other team says, oh, "Okay, we've had enough of you." Yeah, and they figure out a way to take Bushman out of the game, and then it kind of messes things up in the throwing game. So, a lot of air attack out of BYU. You're right. It was the ball control of. Toledo just grinding the ball, you know, yeah. and uh, 242 yards is nothing to sneeze at. And I don't want to come off as trying to defend, like to bag on BYU because I'll give credit to Toledo, like you said, Adrian. They ground BYU, but BYU down. should have won this game. That's like it's not. You're they, not ha- they made winning plays early. You're in this not game. bagging on them just by saying they should have won. And Toledo did get the victory. We're not saying they didn't earn it, but, but Toledo did what they did. Yeah, they had. They just kind of they didn't go away. That was their thing. And BYU was making all the plays early. Toledo could have easily folded up. And they didn't. They didn't. Those players didn't quit. They stuck with it. But I still think BYU should have won this game. Well, I think most of us agree that BYU had this game in control. You get that that fumble recovery with, what, a minute nine, I think it was Mm -hmm. left on the clock. And credit to Chaz Ayu, because that was an impressive strip. To strip the ball and also control it as you go to the ground there, gets that ball back. And the very next play, your quarterback throws just an awful, Awful mm. pass. Mm. Just it, it just looked awful, and all of a sudden you're right back up against it and you lose this game. You made losing plays in the worst possible portion of this game. And that's what that, – I think BYU fans, 
call in. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you guys want to call in, we'll take your calls. They didn't call in during the post game. Well, show. if you want to, we'll throw it out there one more time. Maybe they'll get to us here. 855-340-ZONE, <laughs> 855-340-9663. Or if you also want to weigh in, use the open mic feature on our app. Uh-huh. You can record 15 seconds, however long. Do it. Up to 15 seconds of your take. We'll play those on air as well. Let us know your thoughts. But I think BYU, all things considered, we can look at this game and say, yeah, they were they had – a chance to win this game through three and three quarters of a quarter, and then they make critical plays that lose them this game. Is that mm-hmm. am I uh, yep. off base too far? Nope. Okay. Well, so I, I think you're totally right, and they they were there early. The plays were there to be made, and even like you mentioned, they were making winning plays, yeah. and they still were making critical errors. Well, okay, and that's okay. That's one thing that we need to talk about here: personal foul penalties yep. out of bounds. False starts and critical downs and distances. Yep. Missed field goals. And field goals, absolutely. This is stuff that has plagued Kalani Sitake for four seasons as head coach at BYU. And it does not appear to be getting any better. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is, but guess what? We have four, well, three seasons and five games worth of evidence on this. And it's the same stuff over and over again. Critical mistakes and critical downs and distances. Boneheaded penalties mm-hmm. when you guys can't absolutely you can't have it. It is not a good look for Kalani Satake and his staff because when your players continue to make these same mistakes over and over again, it's a reflection of you as a coach. Yeah, they only had six penalties on the day, but they added up to fifty-two yards for BYU. But they were came in critical. Yep, certainly. Yeah, because the Chaz Ayu one, he mm-hmm. drags the guy down out of bounds. Granted, okay, I'll also, I'll also grant you guys, Lupini Katoa late in that game, he gets dragged Same down thing. out of bounds. Same thing. Probably should have been called. Let's be honest about that. But guess what? You control what you can control as, at BYU. Fault starts, you can control. Dragging a guy down out of bounds when you're five yards out of bounds, you can control that. Throwing an interception that ball should not have been thrown, you can control that. BYU made winning plays early in this game, but then late in the game they made the losing plays. Then now you take that L. Two and three is a lot different than three and two. Yep, definitely. And you know, you look at something like the total yards were only separated between the two teams by seven yards. Yeah. So both teams, you know, about evenly matched game, right, Jake? As far as offense goes. Yeah. Three turnovers. BYU won the turnover battle, yeah. and normally when BYU wins turnover yeah. battles, they win games. But they were the big-time critical ones that hurt them. There's so. one turnover in this game that changed the entire game, and it's that interception. Yep, definitely. And it got doubly compounded with Zach Wilson now suffering a significant hand injury. Yep, definitely. All right, and we'll talk about this game a little later in the show as well. Uh, coming up on the other side, let's get to kind of a scoreboard update across college football, mm-hmm. including Pac-12 games. Uh, and in the 3 o'clock hour, we'll talk Utah, Utah State, and get back to this BYU loss to Toledo. The Rockets, they improved to 3-1 on the season as they defeat BYU, who falls to 2-3, 28-21 at a uh, 10 a.m. matinee game. Correct. Uh, brunch ever, with the Cougars. Brunch with BYU, and it didn't go well. Nope. So, And that's going to be talked about all week. We'll get back into it later on in the show. Coming up on the other side, some more Saturday show action for you. We'll let you know what's going on around the world of college football. And last night when a team forgot that they were playing in Maryland. <laughs> yeah, it was they lost by a lot. Also, the Pac-12, uh, Friday nights, where ranked teams go to die. That's also what happened, and we'll talk about that yes. as well. That's all coming up here on the Saturday show. Whether you're stuck at the mall, in the yard, or making a quick trip to the home improvement store, 
We've got your back. It's gonna be May. This is the Saturday Show with Adrian Lizer and Jake Hatch on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to Saturday Show here on The Zone Sports Network. Adrian Lizer, you can follow me on Twitter at APLizer, L-E-I-S-E-R. You can follow Jake at Jacob C. Hatch. You can follow Eric behind the glass at Eric Jensen, I believe. What is it, Eric? At Eric18Utah. Ah, that's, Eric 18 I was Utah. way off, but that's his name. But you can follow him on Twitter at Eric18Utah. And one, one other thing to note, we are brought to you by Stockton 12 Honda. Yes. Down there in the Southtown Auto Mall. Stop on by 10860 South Stage Street. We're proud to have them as the title sponsor of the Saturday. Yes, One, two, we three, were there. Four, five, six, we were seven, eight, nine, ten. Stockton twelve. We were there last week, and uh, always enjoy going down there. We do. Um, uh, we just talked about BYU falling mm-hmm. to Toledo. How about a couple of scores from across college football? Okay. A potential upset in the making right now is number one Clemson is on the road against the Fighting Max of North Carolina. The Fighting Max, and uh, they are. Down fourteen to seven, North Carolina has the lead in that one. They're sleepwalking through this thing right now. Like North Carolina's come out with their hair on fire. They've put up two touchdowns, and Clemson they just keep scuffling along. Yeah, Clemson's probably got one loss in them, and they'll still get in the playoff. So maybe they're just I don't know. And I, I get it's a road game, but it's still you don't want to see this Alabama in a little bit yeah. of a tussle here with Ole Miss as well. Uh, interesting there as well. Number two Alabama, they are up fourteen to ten over Ole Miss. Seventeen ten. Oh, they just scored again. Yeah. Oh, on mine, I need to refresh. Okay. So that must have literally just happened. And then Notre Dame up 14-10 early on Virginia in that game out there in South Bend. Bronco Mendenhall and his team. Virginia had the early lead in that one. Now it's 14-10. to But uh, Virginia with the ball trying to end the half with a score. That's an interesting one there. It is. Because if Virginia gets that win, if they can figure out a way to get that victory, they are in a pretty good way down the rest of their season. As they'll after this, they've got Miami, Duke, Louisville, and then they head to you uh, to North Carolina. So, Virginia, if uh, Bronco can get that team to get a victory on the road at Notre Dame, that's a huge win for Virginia. You'll see them moving up the uh, moving up the rankings. Yeah, I think it's. It, I think Virginia has established themselves as the second best team in the ACC, and I, I get that we're talking about the ACC, who's been. Hey, Pitt beat UCF okay. last week. Okay, that aside, you, the ACC hasn't been great this year. But credit terrible to, every year. Credit to Bronco Mendenhall's team, though. I think they've established themselves as the runner behind Clemson in terms of the best team in the ACC. Yep, and it's fun that they're in the other division, yeah, exactly. so there's always a potential championship. Yeah, exactly, meetup. and that's the nice part about it. It's not you're not a team running behind Clemson in that in your own division mm-hmm. there. So keep you updated on that game. Interesting score here. Washington raced out to a 14-0 lead. USC is clawed back into it, 14-7 mm-hmm. in their game. Of course, a lot of Utah fans are out there rooting against USC in this game because if USC were to win, of course, you'd be a three-game uh, be a three-game margin between you and USC in terms of the Pac-12 standings. Mm-hmm. But we'll keep you updated on that game for sure. It's yeah, we've got it on, on the TV here. Got right? it on in the studio. About two minutes left in the first half as uh, USC. Uh, Michael Pittman only had his first target on their last drive, so maybe they should consider throwing to him as he went for ten catches, two thirty-two, and yeah. two touchdowns. Yeah, maybe, one touchdown. Sorry, and maybe Washington's obviously looking to take him out of the game, but yeah, uh, still. So uh, Washington fourteen-seven. They're at home, uh, like Jake said. Utah fans really hoping for a Washington win. 
Yes, because it keeps you alive in the Pac-12 race, regardless of how your game goes tonight against Washington mm. State. Uh, Michigan State up 14-7 at home against Indiana. Townsend hanging in there against Florida. Will they win? Probably not. No. But Florida up 10-0. Uh, some finals from earlier. Number six, Oklahoma. They boat race Matt Wells mm-hmm. 55-16. Jalen Hurts 17-24, 415 yards, three touchdowns. Heisman's all over the place. There was a point in this game where he was averaging 39.4 yards per completion. That is good. 39.4 yards. You heard me. I think that I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin, they defeat Northwestern 24-15. Pat Fitzgerald's email is hashtag I don't care. It was a very fitting uh, game in terms of Wisconsin because not a lot of offense, but they grind out a win. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor just kind of did it by himself. 119 yards, yep. one touchdown. Uh, Iowa, they're all, they uh, crushed Middle Tennessee 48-3. I forgot that they had one more non-conference game. Uh, Michigan responds 52-0, and A&M escapes the mighty Razorbacks of Arkansas. I was rooting for Arkansas. Can you imagine losing to losing to San Jose State one week and then going and getting Texas A&M the yep. next? Uh, not a lot of I don't know about very many interesting games later tonight. Ohio State on the road at Nebraska. I don't think Nebraska's good. Um, so I think that's going to be over quickly. And Auburn is hosting Mississippi State. So 3-1 and one versus 4-0 no there. It's sort of interesting. But in the Pac-12, uh, oh, Kansas, yeah, Kansas, yeah, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. Could be fun. Uh, last night, Arizona State. Improves to four and one. They go on the road and defeat the only undefeated Pac-12 team, as they go on the road and defeat Cal. Uh, garbage goes down. Arizona State hang, hangs around in the rain. They go get the victory. You know Benjamin was incredible. Three touchdowns, twenty-nine carries. He he willed that team to victory. And Jaden Daniels looks decent. I still don't know if he's any good, but he's good enough to get them to four wins. And helping him out to get to four wins. So Up- update for you: uh, Trevor Lawrence just scooted into the end zone, so fourteen fourteen against it. North Carolina for Clemson. Also, it looks like uh, Virginia is on the cusp of scoring in their own right. All right, so we'll keep you updated. Yep. Uh, some other Pac-12 games tonight to keep your eye on: Stanford on the road at Oregon State. Okay. Combined record between those two teams is two and five. I would not would, would I, not have thought I would say that. And KJ Costello not playing for Stanford in this game. He is out for this week's game. I'm picking Oregon State. That would be huge for the Beavers yes. of Oregon State. Um, Washington State, of course, at Utah. We're going to talk about that on the other side. And UCLA at Arizona. Sneaky Pac-12 South game there. Well, after what we saw last week from UCLA, yes, it became a lot more interesting. Yeah. 67-63. to 63. That game was amazing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I went to bed. I'm sad I missed it. I rewatched it the next day, but... I missed it live. Yeah, a lot of people, I mean, for obvious reasons, crushing Washington State's defense. Uh-huh. But also, if you're on special teams and you give up 14 points real easily, it's hard to win a game. And those are huge swing plays that don't take a lot of time off the clock. So, yeah. But that was a crazy game. Um, Washington State, I saw a funny tweet. They're undefeated when they don't allow a team to score 67. So we'll see what well, they do against the Utes tonight. You know. Yep. And we'll talk about that. There's going to be a rainy per potentially lightning filled yeah, game just tonight look out the window right now it, it is, is rolling in the dark skies are out there the uh, cougs are used to playing in the rain from the pacific northwest in the utes who is going to be able to carry the rock who's going to yeah. make it work on offense mm-hmm. can the utes slow down anthony gordon who if he doesn't throw if he throws nine touchdowns they might lose 
But if he throws 10, do they win? We'll never know from last week. But um, we'll talk about that game coming up on the other side, as well as Utah State as they get ready for another Mountain West foe, a team that uh, gave gave Toledo a little scare last week. So we'll talk about that as well. We'll get back to BYU and Toledo and a little NFL talk, as well as we could squeeze in five minutes of soccer somewhere as Real Salt Lake has a big game tomorrow, right? And they also just parted ways with their general manager. And we'll get into that as well. A lot to talk about. So stay tuned. Three o'clock hour getting going next here on the Saturday show.